Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb, and with me, as always, is Marshall Brook. I am just so happy to be here today, dude. Yeah, now it's going to be a great episode. We're, we're kicking back. We're having fun. But hey, we got a cult to escape from. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that's today's episode, uh, Escape in the Cult. Ah! Uh, Marshall, I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever uh, uh, dug a tunnel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done a good time. So, um, um, at the ranch. Yeah. You know, there's the dam. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, next to the dam, there's the big area that's just flat. That's where they scraped all the dirt for the dam. Right. Yeah. And so there's kind of a big ridge there. Mm -hmm. Um, and the soil there is like just basically like all clay. Nice. Um, and me. Clay all day. Clay all day. Yeah. And, uh, me and several of my cousins spent, um, a long time, uh, over the course of many months, one summer, just digging a tunnel into that horizontal face. Yeah. Um, and it's clay. It was difficult. We did not get that deep. Sure. Uh, sure. But we did dig a tunnel. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think would be on the other side? My guess is more clay. Yeah. 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 It was <laughs> hopefully treasure, but like I was a little too old to actually think that was the case. I think I was yeah. uh, I was like a young teen. I was probably like 13 or 14. Yeah. I mean, the real treasure is what you guys find. <laughs> the real treasure is the valuables that you find in the chest. Yeah. The doubloons <laughs> and the gold coins and the... <laughs> and throw away those friendships you made along the way. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> Fuck all that noise. I mean, honestly, you guys, you guys poison them. You know. <laughs> is that is that a is that a statement of fact or a command? Do uh, our listeners poison their friends, or are you telling your listener our listeners to poison their friends? I'm just saying, if you got the treasure, <laughs> you poison them. <laughs> you got to look out for number one. And who is that? That's you. You it's and like, your treasure. Now that makes sense. It's kind of like a, a lottery rules, right? If you win lottery, you need to like, like, like poison everyone in the poison, United States. Poison everyone, yeah. Poison everyone. Yeah, you got to play the numbers game. I mean, you've got the money for the poison now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's crazy that a lot of people think that's what five G is. You know. <laughs> well, Marshall. Um, we are a, a comedy and a music discovery podcast. Each week, you and I, we uh, uh, take a select theme, and we cater a playlist of music based around that theme. Uh, this week's episode, obviously, Escape the Cult, you know? The, and what kind of cult? Well, you, you guys will find out. Is it a cult of personality? Cult of religion? A cult 45 and two zigzags? You know, the possibilities are, are endless here. Two of those were it. songs that I like. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys know, uh, each each week we uh, here at the Ear Drunk Podcast, we start off uh, every episode with our first segment and never gets overlooked or overnoticed or anything like that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is beer of the day. So, uh, uh, Marshall, what kind of what kind of beer are you drinking? Ah, pues Zach, hoy estoy tomando una cerveza mexicana. Yeah. Es muy delicioso. Dope. Y se llama Los Equis. Yeah. What kind of, is that Modelo? Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking Dos Equis this week. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I forgot I needed to translate it for you. Yeah, <laughs> My little yeah. gringo friend. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he is very interesting. Possibly the most interesting. <laughs> to be clear, he's not talking about me. He's talking about the very handsome man who's handing me this beer. Yeah. <laughs> when we hire that guy. 
We didn't hire him, man. We just bought some dose. <laughs> <laughs> he came with the peck. Ah, nice hat. Yeah. Now, what about you, Zach? That seems like an unconventional can. Yeah, well, uh, today I'm drinking one of these hard seltzers. No one of these soft seltzers around mm. here. Need, mm. need me a hard seltzer. Do you have to chew it? Yeah. Because it's so hard? Yeah, it's got <laughs> chunks of pineapple <laughs> and lemons in it to keep off the scurvy. Um, <laughs> but it is a truly pineapple lemonade, and I got these for free from uh, 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 Jessica's uh, uh, birthday. Oh, uh, really? My brother Garrett's uh, wonderful girlfriend, Jessica. Uh-huh. Uh, and they hit me up because I saw them on Sunday and then say, hey, do you want a bunch of free beers and uh, hard seltzers uh, from wait. the party that we had recently? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So, so you're telling me... You're telling me that they did not invite you to the party. No, they, but they did. did. Oh, okay. <laughs> the way that you phrased that, I was like, oh, so they had a party and then they called you after the fact. And yeah. They were like, hey, Zach, we're trying to offload some booze. Yeah, no, I uh, I got hit up for it kind of last minute, and I had a show out in Tyler where. Oh, okay. So I got, that night. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 so instead of going to a place with a bunch of wonderful people and having a great time and celebrating uh, a super nice lady, I drove to Tyler, Texas, where I bombed and an old lady heckled me. <laughs> so yeah, no 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 priorities, folks. You go Did when her you look jowls at jowls shake when she heckled you. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, like, yes and no. It was kind of weird because it would just like she would heckle and then get embarrassed by the fact that she was heckling. So it would kind of like she would say something and then her body language would immediately retreat. You know, and so like I was trying to address it after she said something, but she would look at me like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so crazy because that's like a ludicrous amount of self-awareness from a heckler. Yeah. But that should stop them from heckling. Yeah. (laughs) And it's one of those things where it's like, I know like some of these things you're trying to whisper to the person next to you, but also you're sitting in front of the stage and there's only like... 30 people in here and you are like one of the closest people to me in proximity and i kind of fucked up i should have just like honestly i was kind of bummed because the the set was recording so i was just like oh i just want like a really good tape of my jokes and what i should have said was fuck it and just talk to her the whole time because it's like clearly that's kind of what it needed but Mm -hmm. instead i was just like trying to play defense while like going back into my material and stuff but then, uh, like, because she was just, like, kind of like this, like, it was just a weird vibe of, like, she's heckling, but she's, like, trying not to be, like, <laughs> make it a big deal. And so, like, I couldn't be like, hey, fuck you, you old bitch. Right. <laughs> Without right. everybody, like. Cause, Turning like, on you. Yeah, because I would do, like, the, the softer version of that or, like, you know, like. Yeah, the, yeah. I, fuck you, you old hag. <laughs> I'd be like, ah. <laughs> Oh, are you Kimberly? Oh, you you look like I thought, you know, like, and and that is just so like ambiguous. Like that is so Mm -hmm. like, that's not a dig, but like people will like internalize that as a dig, you Mm -hmm. know? So I said that and that one got like a, ooh, reaction. And I was like, yeah, seriously, guys? Like, that's a new? Yeah. I was like, that's a new, like, I didn't say. I'm up here getting heckled by one of those fish that they thought was extinct for 4,000 years. Yeah, exactly. And they just found. Um, (laughs) If y'all could please be on my side, that would rule considering you paid to be here yeah um. i was like isn't she fucking up this for you like 
But anyways, so uh, luckily they gave us, they had plenty of leftovers and they stocked our fridge a bit, which lasted uh, almost four days. But uh, <laughs> uh, but so thank you to them. Thank you to uh, Truly Pineapple Lemonade, because honestly, not bad. Yeah, no, I like Truly. I like yeah. Truly more than I like White Claw, personally. Mm-hmm. Well, Marshall, uh, I think uh, I think it's time for our first segment. I think you have something geared up and ready to, ready to go for the the listeners at home, oh. or in their cars, or in the subway stations, or 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 the 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 bottom of a lake. Oh, where they 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 they're underground and they got <laughs> they're in a laboratory. And they really like our podcast because they think, oh, these guys are funny, but I'm going to destroy the world. Those guys. Yeah, no, I've seen him in the metrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I was just going to keep saying or at you. And then you just really, you just really just put the showstopper on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I got a closer ready to go. <laughs> My first segment is called Cult Spots and the Cult Members Picks. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, cult Spots sounds like a cream or something you, you put a topical ointment on. <laughs> yeah, cult, cult Spots is something that you get from cult leaders. Yeah. Did <laughs> you hear Aunt Frida got the Cult Spots? Yeah, we told her to leave the Branch Davidians, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like her shirt always says, she's a wacko for Waco. <laughs> So these cult spots, Zach, are yeah. not cults of the uh, religious variety, oh. uh, nor are they cults of the personality variety. Yeah. Um, and neither, in fact, are they cults of the two zigzags variety. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, with a 45 at the, yeah. before the zigzags. Hello, ladies. <laughs> uh, what they are is these are a series of restaurants that people follow like cults. Okay, gotcha. Um, I've picked a couple of different, like, very famous regional uh, uh, spots uh, that different people go to, and uh, I have uh, pulled a few menu items from each of them. All right, all and right. you need to tell me if this is something that you could order as a cult member at that establishment. Cool. So we're going to be starting with Gino's Steaks in Philly. Okay. Uh, this is one of the two spots in Philly that's like super famous for their chili ste- ch- Philly their chili fees steaks. Their chili fees steaks. <laughs> their chili fees steaks. <laughs> um, I've actually been to Gino's before. Pretty solid. Uh, good no. Philly, good chili fees steak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you take that back. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so like I just I can't I can't now not picture chili on like a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> And it's kind of fucking me up because I don't know how I stand on that. It's like it's like it sounds terrible, but also like I want to try it. Yeah, <laughs> like it sounds not good now, but at the end of the episode, I will be a little bit more drunk and I'll think like I'm gonna order me a chili feast steak. When I've had a couple of beers in me, yeah. I'm a real big fan of like a, a burger with some chili on it. Oh sure, yeah. And like, and like, that's not really like a sober me thing. But if I had a couple of drinks and we're getting burgers at a spot that has like yeah. a, a chili available, like I'll throw chili on that. But yeah. I'll throw some meat soup on that meat. If I'm getting sloppy on the inside, I'm getting sloppy on the outside. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Speaking of getting sloppy on the outside. I, I'm sorry for what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting sloppy on the outside, though. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the first menu item I've got from you from Gino's Steaks is called the Extra Cheese All right. Steak. All right. All right. All right. Seems like a common thing. All right. What's on it? 
you you, you need to tell me if it's real or not first. <laughs> oh, I thought we were ordering. Um, <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna say. You know, here's the thing, like Philly, that's like a tough spot. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I feel like if you said extra cheese, they'd be like, get the, you know, get the fuck out of here. Makes sense. That it, makes sense. Even though that's a New York accent. They would be like, <laughs> we're from Philadelphia over here, you know? And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on that one. The extra cheese steak is real. Fuck. It's a cheese steak with extra cheese on it. Yeah, maybe I'm, you know, fucking putting out a stereotype that no longer exists. You know, maybe Philly's super nice. <laughs> Which brings us, Philly being super nice, brings us to our next option off this menu. Yeah. The cheesy big double beefy. Cheesy big double beefy. No, there's no fucking way <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real. Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, there's no fucking way that's real. You kidding me? I was supposed to open with that one, and when I read it, I said, I can't open with that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last potential option from Gino's Steaks. Yeah. The Steak Milano. The Steak Milano? I'm trying to remember what the fuck Milano is. That's a cookie, right? Oh, yeah, that is a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm... that one with like the two cookies and then there's like chocolate in the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pepperidge yeah. Farm, baby. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So I'm going to say no. Ah, well, Steak Milano is real. And get this, get this, this sounds weird. Okay, uh, the but yeah. Steak Milano is a Philly cheesesteak, a chili fee steak with tomato and oregano. Oh. I just started thinking of the oregano burger from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> that was where my head immediately, it's just a burger with a bunch of oregano on it. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you know, good to know uh, if I'm uh, ever in Philly. <laughs> you can get that. Uh, we have uh, next Prince's Hot Chicken Shack from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, this is like the OG hot chicken spot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so the first thing is, can you buy a whole chicken? Living or dead? Uh, dead. <laughs> well, I, I would assume dead. I would say dead. Um, you know, I, I can get you a chicken if you need to buy a whole chicken, yeah. I'm going I'm to say... Dead? <laughs> Both. I'm going to say real. Correct. You can buy a whole chicken there. Hell yeah. Uh, next, kind I, of. I base that solely on the stereotypes I know about Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to tell me about those after the fact because I. Yeah. 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 You, you know, all those. So next, uh, channing, uh, channeling a little bit of a I think you should leave. Yeah. Uh, we've got 100 hot tenders. 100 hot tenders. 100 hot tenders. I'm sure they have like some sort of catering thing. I'm going to say that's I'm going to say that's real. It is and it's $196. Fuck, man. That's almost <laughs> like what? Like at least almost like, $2 a, a Yeah, a almost $2 a tender, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And then uh, uh the last how, how long would it take you to eat 200 Sorry, 100, uh, well, knowing 100, yeah. if it's like proper Nashville hot, because I've never been here before, but like I've had like Nashville hot stuff before, Yeah. Um, and if it's like proper, if it's got the proper heat, yeah. I don't think I finish them over any period of time. Really? I think by day two of me eating those tenders, I'm shitting so much blood 
that I'm not like I eat spicy food. You know I yeah, eat spicy yeah, food. Yeah, for sure. Um, one hundred tenders that are just soaked in 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 hot sauce. Yeah, like that's just too much, man. All right. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you think? Do you, what's your what's your time limit on a hundred tenders? Uh, hot tenders. Hundred tenders. Okay, so I could possibly eat twenty five. So. All right, so 25 the first day. Okay, and that's a day. That's not a sitting. That's or maybe not a it's sitting. a sitting, but it, it's a day. It's multiple sittings within the day. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Because sure. I'm like, okay, I could definitely eat 25 tenders in a day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Second day is not going to be so hot. I'm going to say 15, right? Because because <laughs> even though you're not so hot, the tenders are just as hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that puts us at 40. Yeah, uh, third day, back on it a little bit, do another 20, though. So I kind of, like, split hmm. the in-between. Interesting. You think, you think, you, you, you think you'd have the gumption to recover? Yeah. Uh, uh, day four, five. Okay. Yeah, because that's when I'm at my lowest. So, so it's like 65 the, now. The, the dark part of the soul. You've you still know? got 35 tenders to eat, Zach. Yeah. And that's when I do it. The oh, next day. Day five. Yeah, I put on that Rocky song, and I just fucking get going. I'm I'm eating them. I'm puking them. I'm eating them again. I get home from work, and the house is just in turmoil. Yeah. Like, all of the drawers have been pulled out. It looks like someone robbed the place. The dog's just, like, whimpering in the corner. Yeah. What's happening? What happened? Oh, my God. I need to call my roommates. Yeah. And then I walk into the kitchen, and Zach's just on the floor wearing no clothes at all except for a wife beater that's just stained orange with Nashville hot sauce on it. There's two pickles <laughs> on my nipples. Because <laughs> he won't eat them. No, I don't. I don't like pickles. Last item from Prince's Hot Chicken Shack. Can you buy a bucket of mashed potatoes? Define bucket. The 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 the. Can you buy a bucket of mashed potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. But are we talking about like a KFC bucket, which is technically a tub, or like like are we talking about is Zach? If I expand upon this any further, it will be abundantly clear to you if it is real or fake. <laughs> I'm going to say fake. It's fake. Oh, I was kind of um, worried about that. They have uh, 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 skillets of taters. Oh. They have uh, skillets of fries. You can buy bigger little skillets of them. But oh, I, was okay, just, like, cool. I can't expand upon the bucket because. Because yeah. <laughs> then you'll know it's not real. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like I'm basically reading you the name of a menu item. You know yeah. what I mean? I can't tell you what a bucket is. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you could if you didn't have an agenda. <laughs> um, and I do have one last location for you. All right, uh, I'll try good. and bounce through this one because uh, we've been on it. Yeah, uh, this one is Franklin's Barbecue in Austin. Okay, yeah, um, a very very famous barbecue spot. Very yeah. tasty. I don't know if you've ever been before. I haven't. Oh man, we went uh, during South by Southwest. Uh, we showed up at six a.m. with a, a case of beer and a box of Dominoes. <laughs> Nice. And we played dominoes in line for three hours. <laughs> no, longer than that. Four or five hours. We, we, we ate it at around 11 or 12. Nice. Um, and oh, it was so worth it. Yeah. They sell out of their meat every day is like their whole thing. Um, yeah. So you have to show up early. So uh, from Franklin's Barbecue in Austin, the first menu item I've got for you is the Tipsy Texan. I'm going to say that one's fake. That one is true. Fuck. It is a sandwich. Is it tipsy? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, next on the list, I've got a side for you. This one's called the Dirty Rice Roundup. 
the Dirty Rice Roundup. I thought that might give you a little more of the feel of being in the moment in Austin. Man, this one sucks because it's close to home, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to fuck this one up. I'm going to say this one's not real. Correct. Ah, Dirty Rice Roundup is not real. Yeah. Well, I was like, how much, how much, like, rice is in barbecue? You know? <laughs> no, I mean, I, um, I would say most barbecue places I respect in Texas have a uh, dirty rice. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I, like, like, yeah, Dickies doesn't, but like, yeah. <laughs> um, and one last option for you. This time, it's a dessert item. Okay. We got Ruby's dang pie. I'm, a, I'm gonna say that that one's real because I want to believe in Ruby. Well, good on you, because that one is real. Hey. You can go to Franklin's Barbecue and get Ruby's dang pie. T- say hi to Ruby for me. Now, Zach, I gotta say, with your performance on there, I'm not totally sure if you should go to any of these restaurants or not. Because like, my whole plan was going to be, if you got a whole bunch of them wrong, yeah. I was going to say, Zach, don't go to these restaurants. Those cults, they're going to eat you up. Yeah, sure. Uh, you're going to be their next sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and then if you got a whole bunch of them right, I was going to say, show up, dude. You'll be the leader. Sure. Um, yeah. I think if you choose to go to any of these locations, just tread tread lightly. Yeah. Just, just you know, be aware of yourself. Well, yeah. Well, I do that in public constantly. Hey, <laughs> this man's very stressed. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? What are you doing? I'm here I'm... to see your comedy show. <laughs> Good. I paid you money to be here. <laughs> Good. Well, Zach, you have you have a good time. It's me, your ma. <laughs> Who invited you? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, my mom's nice. Yeah, she's um, awesome. Well, Marsha, I think uh, I think we should just launch into our main segment here. And if you could yeah. do us a, a solid favor and just uh, let the people at home know how this goes, because I know sometimes they get confused. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, we do this the same way every week. It's the main segment of our show. Um, I'm sure it's what uh, some of you show up for. Um, I'm sure there's some of you who like the other segments more, but uh, that's on you, I guess. Um, and what we do every single week is uh, uh, we grab the the seeing sphere that I keep in the closet. We put it on the table between us, covered in a light linen cloth. Um, and right when the clock strikes midnight, here in the next like 45 or 50 seconds, we're going to remove the cloth. Um, and Zach will gaze into the sphere, and the sphere will actually tell him what all five songs on his playlist are and a story that kind of accompanies those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what will happen is we will cover the sphere, and we'll shake it like an eight ball and set it back on the table. <laughs> and then I mean, rem- you, got, you, you really were shaking it, you know, like that. I just kind of... uh, I felt my jowls moving, and I immediately felt bad for making fun of the old lady earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Now it happened, you know. Um, And then we'll remove the linen cloth one more time. I will hold the sphere, gaze into its depths, and uh, it will do all of the work for me. Yeah. Um, Just like every week. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, Mm -hmm. uh, Zach, why don't you get us started this week with uh, your playlist, your cult story. All right, let me just look into the orb. says try again <laughs> so my playlist marshall I'm, I'm super excited for this one i i kind of i also had a little bit of trouble with mm-hmm. this one a little bit initially i had just come off of watching a, a hbo show that i really like called the outsider mm-hmm. uh, which is not cult based my first version of this 
was just sad. <laughs> and I created an entire playlist. The Marshall Brooks story. <laughs> <laughs> but I created an entire playlist and an entire narrative where I just went, wait, this is so fucking sad. Like, aren't we supposed to be funny in this? Like, aren't we supposed to be like, ha ha, look, look at this dumb thing. And instead I just wrote... Like a like a HBO miniseries that's just like very sad, you know. It's just funny because we do talk about it sometimes. It's like it's like we're allowed to talk about serious and sad things on the show. We don't sure, like a yeah. dance funeral. We did a lot of that during that episode. Hell yeah, uh, 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 where we just get real for a sec. Um, but but there's also like like some dumb joke, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like at the heart of it, it's like, oh hey, I'm talking about grief, but also I'm talking about a, a DJ's funeral where right. everyone's dancing around right. his open casket. <laughs> You know, like there's got to be an element to it. <laughs> and I was just lacking at that. But I, I think I came up with something nice. All right. So the main character of our story, his name is Melvin. Melvin. Right? And Melvin wants to be a magician. Right. But he really sucks at it. Right. Like he can never like like nail a trick or like escape out of anything. Like all of them sort of fall flat. And he reads all the books and he watches all the tapes. But he's mm -hmm. just not. There's just he just doesn't have the the, the talent for it, mm -hmm. you know. And out of desperation, he hears uh, whispers about this like sort of tent revivalist who like grants people's wishes. Ooh! So he's just like, oh, I gotta find out about this guy. And so he like pretty much finds out where they hold their you know uh, tent revivals, and he goes there, and that's when he sees the Wizard by Jimmy Rogers. What? One day I met a wizard many years ago. He was very, very old. He was very, very wise. He told me a secret many years ago. How to live, how to love, how to win the golden prize. Tell us what the wizard said. Tell us what the wizard said. All you have to do is snap your fingers, make a wish and snap your fingers. That's what you have to do. And your wishes will all come true. Man, I really love old songs because they can just be like about anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like I, when I think of this song, I imagine somebody like walked into a studio. It's like, hey, we got Jimmy Rogers in here. We need a song about a wizard. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and some guy's just like, yes, Mr. Simpson. He just like writes his whole fucking song. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. It's fine. We just got to fill out this fucking album. Like, uh, add some snaps. <laughs> at a snapping section Not just one snap Like a bunch of different snaps That are all snapping together Make it rhythmic It's like its own instrument Yeah <laughs> And we got Johnny Sex Playing the snaps <laughs> But yeah man uh, I, I love that like Doo-wop backing Especially mm. where they do Like the key changes Right before the chorus Was like Tell us what the wizard said Tell us what the wizard, wizard said <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this song Just has like very cold energy to it yeah because it's so simplistic and it's so like even though the aspect of the song is like oh this wizard just tells me just oh, make a wish and snap your fingers the song like 
the wizard never goes away, but yet this guy continues to live his <laughs> life where he gets married, he has kids, and then like each one of them, it's like, but I gotta tell him what the fucking wizard told me. It like you know, like I have to serve this one guy who gave me the wisdom, you know, like it's it has uh, that energy to it's it. It's like Madame yeah. Zeroni from Holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cry to the moon, if only, if only. <laughs> I gotta. I always have to have that on back, just in case I go up a hill with somebody and I gotta make them drink water. That's a <laughs> and eat an onion. <laughs> and eat an onion. <laughs> it's the way to get the yellow spotted lizards away. Ah <laughs> uh, man. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> how I imagine this scene happens is it's one of those tent revivalists where you know. Everyone's just super high energy, praising the Lord. Everyone's like, you know, having this amazing, like, oh my God. Melvin sees what they call the wizard, which is this guy who's like an older man who kind of looks like a cross between like Jim Jones and Charles Manson. Like, but he has this like big white beard and like long white hair, but he has like these sunglasses on and he's clearly tweaking off of something. Oh, but it's just so funny because you said the name of the names of two of the most famous cult leaders. Yeah. Um, and I was about to say like, like, oh yeah, like what? He's, he, he's leading a cult or something. Oh. Yeah, it's like the episode. That's kind of what we're doing. Here, <laughs> it's kind of what this whole thing's about, huh? Yeah, but he like uh, uh, so he's you know leading this like sermon, and everyone's just like in awe of this guy, you know. And so at one point he was like, "And I will grant any wish you have, you know, but there's just one condition: you got to follow me. You got to be a part of our community here, <laughs> right?" And so Melvin goes up there, and he's like, oh, I just want to be a magician. He's like, oh, you're trying to take light away from God? He's like, no, 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 just like simple tricks and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't know. That's pretty harmful. He's like, no. From I'm a not. guy called the wizard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, he's like, but are you, uh, like, are you willing to make that sacrifice to join us? You know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And so he snaps his fingers, and, and he's like, all right, now try it out, right? And he does, like, the whole, like, pick your card, any card sort of thing, and the trick works, right? Oh. He actually did make him a better magician. So he's like, oh, like, he's like, oh, okay, cool. Just, you know, grab your stuff, come mm-hmm. on by, you know, and, and you'll live in our community, right? So he goes away, comes back with all of his stuff, and, and he starts, like, walking through like this is after the tent revivalist all the other people have left and it's now just the the cult members pretty much right and so he's walking through the camp and he like sort of gets this like weird feeling as he's like walking that something just isn't right you know Mm -hmm. and that's when the song pet carrot by pale hound comes in Pale Hound. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard this one before. Um, mm-hmm. I liked this a lot. Um, yeah. I really liked the part where she gets all high pitched. Yeah. It sounds kind of like a. I 
I've got a brand new pair of yeah, skates. You got um, a brand new key. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like that same vibe there. But uh, uh, there's this one song by Palehound that I'm like, wild. It's called like I think it's called If You Met Her. Yeah. Um, and I know I've played that uh, in the car with you on several occasions, and I've listened to that whole album and several of uh, a lot of their other music, and I've enjoyed all of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just happy to see them on your playlist, man. Yeah. Good band. I super happy. I I, I already liked this song. Uh, it's in my liked songs now because yeah. I dig it. It's so funny because I can't actually remember how this song came onto my playlist. <laughs> like, I think I was just going through just like different like sounds or whatever, or maybe it was something that kind of continued off of the playlist that I already had like cultivated, but I just immediately fell in love with it. And even though there have been multiple times where I had to cut out songs, this one came up like close to each time, but I was like, no, nah, man, this is so fucking weird. I have to keep this like mm-hmm. song in there. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but I have to keep this song. Like, it's because this band rules, dude. Well, it's just the opening of this song. It just immediately gives you that feeling with that guitar of like something's not right. Everything feels a little skewed. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I had a such a similar vibe because. The whole start of the song is just like her singing with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. I was sitting there and I was like, I know that this band is not like an acoustic band. Right. I know that this band doesn't like like they do they do like like chill indie-ish stuff. Yeah. But it's like I was sitting I, I knew there was more coming and it was just very funny because it's like the way that it started, it also felt kind of skewed to me, where I was also just like kind of sitting, waiting to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what's <laughs> What's next? Yeah. Well, it's like, like you mentioned that like falsetto to it, like has that sort of like creepy element that like it reminds me of like a song that kids would sing and it is creepy, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not creepy when you're singing it as a kid, but whenever you hear kids singing it as an adult, you just get unnerved a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think, I think a lot of stuff that's not weird for you when you're a kid, um, um, does very distinctly get weird as an adult when kids do it. Like, yeah. like, like when you're a kid, if you're just running around a hotel, that's not creepy. Yeah. Uh, but as an adult, if you step out of your hotel room at 11 p.m. and you see two kids just standing in the hallway, that's creepy. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. Come play with you? No thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. And then like when that that bass and drum come in, it kind of adds this like layer of normalcy to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of goes, okay, now we got a beat, like uh, things are going to be okay. And I kind of like in the way that he's walking like through this encampment, like everything seems weird, but he doesn't linger on any of it because he's just walking through it. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you were to stop and think it would get weirder and weirder, but you're just like, okay, whatever. I'm still like, you know, you're I just got to do this. Yeah. I just got to move. Um, <laughs> as Melvin sort of like is walking through with like a box of his stuff and like a tent, he like finds like a vacant area for him to set stuff up. And before he can even like actually like finish stuff up, he's like, uh, like a couple of cult members come up to him. And they're like, oh, no, it's time for the sermon. You got to come with us. You, you know, you're a part of this. He's like, OK, cool. So he like walks into this like sort of like church. That's what they mm-hmm. call like uh, uh, <laughs> the big tent. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a makeshift like church in a barn. Right? Okay. Uh, okay. Because they're like a traveling sort of group and they're in this one specific area. So even though they have like the tent revivalist thing, like that's for other people. That's, that's to get people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like the real church, you the know. Facilities. And as he walks in, he like notices like 
like you know everyone's still like getting ready for like church and stuff and he notices that there's like concessions over there and there's like uh, uh like a like a bowl of punch mm-hmm. and like all this other stuff that's like on the table but one thing he notices is there's a bunch of rat poison in there <laughs> like not in the punch specifically but there's like a just- box of rat poison you know, it's just it's one of those. I've worked in food before. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it doesn't the, the 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 chemicals don't need to be in the foodstuffs. Yeah. Uh, for it to be improperly stored near the foodstuffs. Yeah. Right. You yeah, see yeah. rat poison around a bunch of wine. It's like. Mm. Hmm. So. <laughs> So he kind of like goes over to it and is about to grab himself some punch, right? Mm-hmm. And as he's over there, one of the cult members sees them and they say, hey, like the punch is for later. And he goes, oh, okay. And he kind of takes a beat and like puts everything back and then he kind of steps away, right? <laughs> <laughs> so now the sermon begins. And as the sermon begins, we hear the song Unholy Hymns by the Bridge City Sinners. song is like so incredibly like theatrical yeah. i can't think of a word for it other than that like yeah, it just, it's big it feels big it feels like there's there's a whole story here that it's it's a mere element of yeah you know um, yeah for sure um, that was that was really cool yeah. um also it's funny to me because the guitar not the banjo but, yeah, the, guitar but the guitar throughout uh very very metal progressions for an acoustic guitar yeah um and she does scream at the end mm-hmm. um i was waiting for the breakdown that was the guitar just getting chuggy or something for a second there yeah. you know it was, it was funny. i just kept waiting for like the distortion pedal to get stepped on yeah. or something <laughs> like same rhythm same riff just yeah. you know with some fuzz on it but uh no like i dug that that was cool I found uh, I found out that there's a uh, well I found out this genre of music called murder folk ah. and uh, that this song kind of fell into a playlist I was listening to because I was like man I really want that sort of like a like backwoods vibe to it you know like <laughs> yeah. that sort of like rustic creepy you know mm-hmm. and I feel like this song just like merged this like two elements together which is like very rustic instruments like the banjo and other stuff like just mm-hmm. like playing super fast and super just like sort of like unhinged in a way mm-hmm. and then these soft beautiful angelic strings that just kind of like 
overlay the entire track. Yep. It's, it's it's insane to listen to, you know. But that breakdown when it happens, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, and it just it strips to that guitar, and then she comes in singing, and then the chorus comes in singing. It just it, it invokes this feeling of like you're like like falling into a pit that is now becoming hell, and all the the people in the chorus are just like chanting as you're you're descending further and further into the fiery Join abyss. Us in hell. Join us in hell. Join us in hell. Sinner. Sinner. You know what you did. It was sins. You jerked off. And other sins, too. We sinned that one guy who was like, stop jerking off. And you still did it. You still did it. Um, But like... But, like, this song, I felt like, was the perfect sort of transition into the sort of sermon that they gave in the Tent Revivalists. Like, oh, Mm. the happy, inclusive, you know, Jesus loves and all this other stuff. And then this sermon in the barn is just, like, about, you know, like, how it's fueled by hatred. and Westboro Baptist. Yeah, exactly. It's about, like, oh, it's us against them. And and, and it's about, like, oh, the perversions of people and how we have strayed from the Lord. It's not even Westboro Baptist. It's just most churches. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like Melvin is slowly starting to like realize like what he's like kind of gotten into with this by like, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and so at that moment, like the guy just starts talking about like false prophets and charlatans and and people who think that you know their power should you know uh be beyond the lord and other stuff like that and he's just like oh wait what and as that happens he like kind of steps up to like leave and then cult members grab him and they bring him up to like their makeshift stage right oh yeah <laughs> hey hey buddy maybe your little uh, uh your your little illusions yeah. should have gone by the wayside <laughs> yeah and so they bring him up there and they like strap him to this like makeshift altar where they're like pretty much setting up to sacrifice him hell yeah but first you know what they got to do they got to drink up by the dew drappers This is such a fun drinking song, especially like in a, a polar opposites from the song previously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which to be to be clear, I would drink to the last song too. Yeah. Um, it would just be with like direction and purpose. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's it's funny also because it does that like 1950s thing where there's like some dude playing piano and like at, at, when the song first starts, he's like not doing much, but then like halfway through, he's like, "Man, 
I should fucking solo this shit. But it's all like in the background. So yeah. it's like it, it is a dude who's just like hammering these fucking keys, but it's just super low in the mix. You well, know? it was really funny because you were like, oh, it's time for the solo. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to the sax. And yeah. I was listening and I was like, I was like, oh, it's interesting because like that solo is 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 very like bluesy and that is just a, a couple of notes. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and this- specifically why I wanted to bring up like the solo in the song is because both the saxophone and the guitarist are soloing at the same yep. time and i like to think when they were recording this song <laughs> that it was supposed to be the guitar solo <laughs> which and, is and, so just like uh it's just it's, yeah it's the the sax just takes the lead exactly on that. <laughs> but like this, the sax is like doing like the uh the the tommy taco thing where he's yeah. stepping on his lines before he can say it you know like <laughs> Tommy Taco. <laughs> and so like So like uh so like the sax just comes in before the guitar can and then the guitar kind of like like it's like oh, oh okay but I'm supposed to solo too and then he's soloing but he's like not trying to like kind of take away too much. It's yeah. not like a dueling solo thing right. where it's like oh the sax leads off and then the guitar picks up and then the sax goes and the guitar. No, no, no. It's just I feel like the saxophonist was like yo man this is my moment to shine. Yeah. Fuck you dude. <laughs> well I, it's, I I didn't even notice the guitar was soloing until like halfway through the solo. Right. Yeah. Um, um, and again I was so focused on that sax that sitting here doing a lot of like it'll do like it'll do like a, a single note with a bunch of like flair and emphasis on it and it'll like repeat that several yeah. times and then there'll be like a little fill or a little something yeah but then it's back to that note just doing that thing yeah, which is exactly. very bluesy it's good it's not bad but yeah, yeah no it totally that's <laughs> yeah. so fun i love that idea of the saxophone yeah. is just be like oh no this is me and then it's... like they ran out of studio time yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of how i envisioned this like the first time I heard it, it didn't really hit me. But on a re-listen, I was like, man, this is kind of a dick move, you know? <laughs> and the piano player did it, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I uh, uh, I thought this song was super fun. Uh, but, like, pretty much I just imagined this song was playing. Like, so they literally put him on this altar. But they're like, all right, now, guys, now it's time for us to drink some punch and let's have a good time. All right. <laughs> and so everybody like he's like, like strung up on this altar as everyone's taking a break around the punch bowl. Just like, Judith, how are you? How are the kids? You know, like that sort of shit. <laughs> Judith. <laughs> yeah. There's a kind of a moment in like a scream two, I think, because that's the one where they're in college. But like her boyfriend in the movie gets like kidnapped. But it turns out it was because of like a fraternity thing. And so they're all just partying around him while he's like on this fucking like I forget what like the the weird like X crosses that's like in BDSM and other oh, stuff yeah. like that. It's like one of those things that he's just like hung up on it. We'll call it know. a fuck stick. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jamie, Google fuckstick. Uh, anyways, but yeah, so so they're all just like having this like, you know, uh, you know fun time drinking the punch. And, and the, the wizard finishes his like third glass of punch. He's like, all right, now it's time to get started. So everyone just like they turn the lights, you know, dimmer or whatever. And they they go up and everyone puts up their hoods from their robes, you know, and the wizard grabs his like sacred dagger for sacrifices. (laughs) And he slowly, you know, walks over 
to Melvin. And he raises the dagger, and as soon as he's like done raising it, he immediately just pukes up a bunch of blood. <laughs> It's just like, like all over Melvin. Yeah. (laughs) And he drops the dagger and he staggers back and he's like, I'm not feeling so hot. (laughs) And at that moment, Melvin, with his newfound abilities, escapes from the restraints. <laughs> and he starts and, and now and, and like he break he slips through the restraints and he's now running away by the sacred souls. I was about to say <laughs> man this song's super dope and it sounds super old but actually this song came out in 2023 really yeah wow. so uh these guys uh these sacred soul they got one album out uh uh from 2022 and this is their new single from this year fucking phenomenal band i'm surprised i haven't heard of them before uh, before i made this playlist and found this fucking dope ass yeah, song was killer yeah apparently i was reading a little bit of their bio uh, like for whatever reason that like this band just has like hit so much like uh, early on success like very organically. Good, good shit. They played a couple of gigs and immediately got signed. Like like they played a, a couple of gigs immediately got signed. They already have a huge following. They have two million. Uh, uh, Jeez, wow, yeah, listeners dude, that's awesome. a month. Yeah, like uh, or like yeah, it's fucking insane, you know. But I mean, it's fucking well deserved. I I yeah. just I love this sound. It's that sort of like easy listening, like nineteen sixties seventy sound, you know. And like man, there's just so many elements to the song that I love. It's just the punchy horn section that's in mm-hmm. the chorus and those backing vocals of like. Running, 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 running away. Like mm-hmm. a, that's fucking great. The fucking bongos in this track are fucking amazing. You know, it's just like I think at one point in the song you said this bass won't quit. I did. Yeah, because it won't do that. It bass won't. will not quit. It, it just won't. moves. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like it's just a song that just breathes in so much life, you mm-hmm. know, like, which is very ironic in this moment because most of these cold members are dying. Actually, yeah. all of them are. <laughs> Everyone who drank the punch is. Everyone but Melvin. And if you're wondering, well, how did Melvin, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, poison the punch? Well, uh, if you'll note earlier, when he saw the refreshments and he saw the rat poison, he did a bit of sleight of hand and he put the rat poison in the punch. <laughs> he was just trying to Jim Jones out the gates. Huh? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to think, like, initially, he was like, yeah, I'll serve you, but I'm going to fucking kill all of you before this thing even started. So technically... <laughs> 
<laughs> he's not the good guy. I was about to say, I don't, I don't know that I relate to Melvin very much as a, as a lead. Yeah, he's a it's, magician, so you can't trust oh, him. No, good point. Yeah, yeah. I've never, yeah. never met a magician that I trusted. <laughs> <laughs> One of my best friends is a magician, and uh, I know him well. I, I love him to death. <laughs> don't I'm, trust him. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> He's listening right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so like Melvin like is like running full sprint away from this cult. And initially all these cult members are chasing after him. But like one by one, they just all end up like stopping and then just puking their literal guts out. Oh, I'm so happy. And so Melvin is just running and running. And after a long time, he he actually like looks back and realizes no one is chasing after him at this point. <laughs> They all look like a. Uh, 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 do you play Left for Dead? What yeah. was the guy that would puke? The Boomer. The Boomer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boomer. Yeah. yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> and that is the end of my playlist, Marshall. Melvin gets away. He's escaped. I'm so glad. The cult. I'm so glad. I'm very happy for Melvin. Yeah. We're you know the magicians. They'll get away from you. Hey, Melvin, if you're listening, um, I just want to say I'm very happy for you, and I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> he did murder like a bunch of people technically that were about to murder him but he didn't know that at that point right right so kind of a dick bag himself you know so uh uh i guess i'll uh, dive into my playlist please the do orb from you the sphere yeah All shake right. it <laughs> <laughs> uh man this show's great uh it's fun to record, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, my story starts, um, and my story, uh, as always, I picture as a movie. Sure. Um, and so it starts with a whole bunch of kind of like macro close-up shots of a bunch mm. of different like plants and flowers time-lapsing and blooming. Yeah. Um, and it's in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just see all of these different plants just like slowly growing and then blooming and like maybe they grow fruits or, or, or vegetables or what have you on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that's playing, you're getting like the opening credits. Sure. And the song Time to Leave by Zhang Jihan is playing. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I found this song, I was pretty stoked because it's like it's a really nice pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, but that synth lead that they have on it, or the synth pad or whatever, it, yeah. it's it's it manages to be like a nice bouncy synth lead. Yeah. Um, but it still feels kind of ominous. I don't know if it's the minor chords or what they yeah. do in there, but the whole thing, especially in the intro, sounds kind of ominous. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the weekend or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. But like maybe like a like a three day weekend. Yeah, yeah. This is a long weekend or a holiday weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got that progression that's a little off putting, and then it get, or not off putting, but just 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 kind of like skewed. Yeah. Um, and then it takes you into that chorus that's just like super poppy, um, super good vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know, I just dug it a lot. 
Yeah. Um, it was funny though. Uh, this was this was uh, another artist that uh, I once again struggled to figure out how to what their name even was because mm-hmm. uh, Spotify does not let you copy paste. <laughs> it does not. Um, and so I once again, as I did with a previous artist, I had to draw the characters of his name <laughs> on a sheet of paper, <laughs> and then I opened Google Translate and I took a picture of it and it translated it. So, uh, uh, Zhang Jahan, if I pronounced your name wrong, my bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad, dude. It's because I'm not very good at writing those uh, characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so our story opens uh, now. Uh, uh, with our lead crouched in a greenhouse, and he's tending to a weed plant. Uh, uh, but it's like a 1960s weed plant. Oh, uh, so, so <laughs> yeah. not like the cool kind. I mean, it's still the cool kind, just like what we would consider mid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's adorned in this cherry red robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't say Budweiser on it or anything. Oh, shit. Um, Damn. But you just see him like sitting there and just like caring for the plant and the camera kind of pulls out and we're able to see that like he's in an old greenhouse and like everyone else in the greenhouse. Uh, there's like 30 other people in there also taking care of these plants and they're all also in these red robes. Yeah. Um, and he's got his hood up to where you can't really see the top half of his face. It's obscured mm-hmm. kind of above the nose. Mm-hmm. Lee, one of the hooded figures, says to him, the enlightened one would like you to come and sniff the cabbages. <laughs> Lee slowly straightens and then stands, nodding his head. He turns towards the greenhouse door when suddenly there's a loud crash. Shards of glass fall around Lee, filling the sky with the appearance of sharp, dangerous rain. The air is filled with the smell of ozone as a SWAT team descends through the top of the greenhouse. Oh, shit. They've all got stun guns crackling with electricity in one hand and machine guns in the other hand. That ain't good for them. Federal police, hands up, they shout as they immediately start to shoot their machine guns until the clips are empty. (laughs) Fucking feds. Lee hits the ground and one of the cops begins to secure his hands behind his back. Lee kind of looks up and we see his eyes for the first time. He locks them with the officer's eyes. Oh, dear. (laughs) Took you guys long enough. (laughs) (laughs) The cop laughs. Yeah, Lee. You know, things move a bit slow at the CIA. Now <laughs> shut up until we get you debriefed. <laughs> the cultists are all loaded into a paddy wagon as Lee is conspicuously put in the backseat of a squad car. Then the song CIA Man by the Fugs plays. Oh, hell yeah. How did all the hitmen of Chicago fucking a man? Who can be so overtly covert? Sometimes even covertly overt. Fucking amen. CIA man. Dude, this song is so funny. (laughs) I I love this song so much. (laughs) It's just like the the ridiculous way in which this song like spells out all of the shitty antics of the CIA. Yeah. uh, While also just being a super jammy song. (laughs) It just cracks me up, dude. (laughs) It's just like, to me, it's the most hippiest song that has ever existed. (laughs) Right. Just saying like, fucking amen. CIA man. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
it's got that like consistent riff throughout it. It's yeah. just like it's oh man, it's just like it's got that little flare on it. Yeah, uh, oh, the parts man. where it gets like real picky, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just love at the end of the song when he says C I. Um, but there are a couple of like favorite lyrics that i wanted to just like point out because we're not gonna be able to play the whole song for the people yeah um so there's the the who can kill a general in his bed (laughs) overthrow dictators if they're red fucking a man cia CIA man It's like, Uh, fucking, I fucking knew it, man. (laughs) I fucking knew it, man. And then there's also, uh, who's got the secretist service? (laughs) The one that makes the other service nervous? (laughs) Fucking A-man. CIA man. It's like, fucking, qui bono, man. Like, fucking... Like fucking corrupt from the top, man. (laughs) And then my favorite one of those is, uh, uh, uh... Who's the agency well-known to God? The one who copped his staff and copped his rod. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amen. amen. CIA man. <laughs> they do be like that. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, so the the patrol car Lee is in veers to a different exit than the paddy wagons and pulls up to a nondescript brick building. Yeah. He's led inside before being taken into a large office with big chairs where his cuffs are removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the officer gives Lee a cigarette and then leaves the room. After a couple of minutes, a big old fat guy with a tie and suspenders enters to sit at the desk. Lee, 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 he says. Another group of bad guys taken down. This agency is truly lucky to have you. Why? <laughs> the moment you told us this group of pacifists was growing marijuana, we knew they were the number one threat to America, and we couldn't have gotten them without our top guy. Fucking amen, brother. <laughs> now let's talk about your next mission. As that last sentence leaves his mouth, though, a flash of apprehension shows on Lee's face. Hmm. L- Lieutenant, we talked about this. I'm done, sir. I need to get my life started, you know? Meet a nice gal, have a kid or seven, punch out from work, share state secrets. I mean, I just want to be a normal guy. And since this was like old school days, I thought you were about to say, punch out from my job, punch <laughs> into my wife. Yeah. You know, because they would abuse yeah. them back then because they were awful. Yeah, back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking CIA, man. <laughs> You're still on that, Ali. Well, listen, just one more. I'll start drafting up the honorable discharge papers. Come on, just do this one more for us. God, these bastards. Lee sighs loudly. Okay, what do you got for me this time? All right. Well, I hope you got you. <laughs> I hope you got you a Stetson, because tomorrow. You're flying to Dallas. You know, you know that guy who said all right. You know he just got paid because he said okay. You know. <laughs> and then the song "Shootout at the OK Corral" by Earth Dot Boy plays.
Um, so this song just does like a really excellent job of conveying kind of like a, a melancholic or like apprehensive vibe. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like a uh, sort of put down your six shooters sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all twangy, um, mm-hmm. but it's got a lead line on guitar that just sounds like a lonely cowboy. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy about a minute and a half into the song when everything drops out and it's just like some acoustic plucking and then there's like a string melody over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like it's just really just like a beautiful, beautiful little moment. Yeah. Um, but this is the perfect song. To show a montage of Lee just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, he stares into space as we see him check his bag at the airport. Uh, he stares in space as he goes through the security line. Eyes just out at space when he's sitting on the plane. Mm-hmm. Eyes in space when he's grabbing his bag from the baggage claim. <laughs> Eyes in space when he hails a cab. And yeah. finally, he arrives at his hotel where when he enters... There's a small envelope of papers describing his mission in front of him. He picks them up, opens them, reads them from an angle where we can't see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he slowly folds them back up, tosses them in the trash, and burns them. Well, let's do it then, he says, as he picks up his briefcase to leave the hotel room. This mission, he's got a mark, and there were some tips as to some places he could go to get a clean shot. Well, may as well get to a spot where I can enjoy a good book while I wait, he says. He ends up in a book depository, sets up by the window, starts reading. His hour after hour after hour passes. Are you? All right. Okay. And just then, he sees his mark. Okay. John F. Kennedy comes around the corner. John Por- F. Kennedy rolls around the corner in his car. Lee Harvey Oswald, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Lee lines up the shot through his rifle scope, presidential cranium in his crosshairs. But before he can pull the trigger, his target's head explodes. Yes, thank you. The grassy knolls. Okay. Jackie Kennedy makes eye contact at him through his rifle scope and winks. <laughs> That was her? <laughs> oh, shit, says Lee. It's a setup. Uh, I was worried uh, our paths would cross on this one, but uh, we, we had different ideas. <laughs> I really want to emphasize how long he says, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, shit. Yeah. Now shake the orb. Ah, shake the orb. <laughs> and then time to escape by government issue plays. Uh, we got a government issue, that's for sure. Man, that guy sounds desperate, just like our good old friend <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, member of the CIA. I guess clearly set up, and this and this 
our tale we are telling you today. I guess our stories do have a similar theme insofar as is is the the, the protagonist of both of our stories is not necessarily a good guy. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I already gauged that earlier where I was like, oh, he just busted them for drugs? What a bitch. <laughs> These pacifists are growing marijuana? Number one security threat. What a bitch. <laughs> So, uh, uh, government issue is like just good old fashioned Washington D.C. hardcore punk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's good shit, man. Yeah, it's like um, it's in your face. Just wants you to know, hey, fuck you, fuck you, exactly, yeah. exactly that, man. <laughs> um, it's fast and it's angry and it's music about the man. And to me, that will always hold up. Oh yeah, you know 100%. what I mean. Yeah. It's got a special place in my heart. Uh, the riff at the top is super killer, mm-hmm. uh, but I love the moment the chorus comes in when he just starts just like slamming power chords super duper fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Zach, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, but my first song was called Time to Leave. Yeah. Uh, which is a title without much urgency. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, because uh, he wasn't really worried. You know, he, he knew the cops were coming. Yeah. But this song is called Time to Escape. Yeah. This has some franticness behind it. Yeah. <laughs> and also incorporates the name of the episode. <laughs> the realization hits Lee Harvey Oswald. Saying his name full for the first time. <laughs> the realization hits Lee Harvey Oswald like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Even though he was ready and willing to kill the president only moments before, this still felt just super unfair to him. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he says to himself, I just wanted a chocolate malt with a groovy gal, and now it's time I escape, I escape instead. Yeah. He shakes his fist in the air. As one does. Damn you, CIA man! Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gathers his rifle and his things to leave, but he's immediately met in the hallway by a whole bunch of agents and his big, ugly, fat boss with those yellow suspenders, yeah. which are, by the way, also ugly. They're mustard yellow. Oh, God, I hate mustard. I'm sorry it had to go this way, Lee. You were one of our best. <laughs> and then cry about it by CEO at business.net place. Oh, yay! <laughs> Go Business.net has a new fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for how silly this song is, it goes hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, the crying tone in the beat really just like had me rolling at the mm. start. Before we get into how this story resolves, though, I, I just need to read you this bio. Um, I know that apparently you're familiar with this band. I was not. Yeah. Um, CEO at Business.net was born in 1995 to parents George Lucas, unrelated, and Melinda Gates, <laughs> unrelated. unrelated. 
<laughs> his mother is a hedge fund manager for Lex Wexner, and his father is current CFO for Hit Records LLC, a massive record and distribution company which currently owns eight of the ten major radio networks, a majority stakeholder in Spotify, and is currently cutting edge in the researching the human genome improvements. <laughs> <laughs> he makes music along with a massive team of writers and producers, mostly for fun, with a song in the Billboard Top 10 for 83 weeks straight. Primarily on the back of 19-week number one song, We Love to Work, Don't We, Folks? <laughs> Featuring Little Diaper Baby and former President Obama. <laughs> so, uh, 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 he's in the hall getting arrested by the agents. Lee Harvey yeah. Oswald, that is. Right, of course. Not he- at the theater, which we all know. <laughs> was not real. Not real. I've been to that theater, and I've been like, there's no way you could catch a guy here. <laughs> he says, this is a setup. I'm a pansy. Wah, 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 cry about it, says his boss. You really think you, you know can bosses. just... <laughs> you really think you can just leave the CIA? Literally, L-M-A-O. <laughs> Bro, you don't even know about MK Ultra yet. Uh, with that, Lee's boss turns and leaves. Lee died a member of the worst cult of all. And they are the worst cult of all because they literally sold acid to the Manson family. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And that is the tragic tale of how Lee Harvey Oswald was set up by the cult. That's wow. what the C the C and CIA stands for. Cult. Yeah. Well, folks, if we haven't lost you, well, that's the end of our playlist. And Marshall, that was uh, a great playlist. <laughs> Uh, a very mixed bag of uh, how I feel about it, <laughs> narratively wise. But uh, uh, thank you so much, and I think uh, I think I got something. Uh, one more thing before uh-huh. we uh, sign on out of here, buddy. Uh, and I just, uh, y- you know, in the uh, Freemasons Day Parade episode, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of joined a cult, the cult yeah. of ear drunk. You know, our cult, our cult. We're a part of it. We got some other people, and I, uh, I just wanted to read back the minutes from our last week's uh, oh, yeah, meeting. Yeah. I, I know you great could, meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a great meeting, but uh, I just wanted. I, I know our next one's coming up tomorrow. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to refresh some yeah. of the things Got that went over. topics to discuss. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, 7 o'clock meeting begins. Uh, 7.10, uh, uh, we, uh, we held hands and we prayed. Yeah. 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 Uh, 7.11, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who farted? Yeah, well, it was a that short was, prayer this time. It was a short prayer because that, that someone farted. Mm-hmm. And that was, and it, was a, <laughs> it was a stank. And I remember all of us, we like, some of us like stopped holding hands because we had to like hold our mouths or like, I held you know. hands tighter. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah. scared. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you almost broke my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, 715, we lit the uh, sacred incense, mm-hmm. uh, which we Partially. normally, yeah. yeah. Normally we do that later, but <laughs> it just seemed kind of like important around that time that we did that then. I think it was Bert. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Bert. Yeah, I've told Bert's got a gut. There's a lot of things brewing in that gut. 
Bert just eats a lot of chili fees steaks. <laughs> That's not great for your digestive tract. No, we tried we try talking to him about it. Yeah, that was the problem. Uh, and then around 7.20, we did our OSHA regulations. Uh, we mm-hmm. kind of just went over all the safety requirements and all the things that we have to do as an upstanding cult and whatnot. Well, no one's allowed to touch the forklift, but you or me, because we're OSHA certified. Yeah. No, we like, have. Come on. Yeah, come on, guys. You know, and, you know, Jerry's always like, oh, let me do a wheelie. And it's like, that's not how that works. That's unsafe. <laughs> uh, bro, I'll show you a wheelie on this forklift if yeah. you can do one once you're certified. Once you're certified. We've got a class in three weeks, okay? Just yeah. chill out. Yeah. And uh, around 7.30, that's when we summoned the dark one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, just what we do. Yeah. You Mark know. for course. Yep, for sure. Uh, 7.35, we uh, challenged the dark one to cornhole. Also par for course. Yeah. He's really good, though. He's so good. I mean, he's, let's be real. The dark one is bad. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a bad, bad guy. But yeah. he's good at cornhole. Oh, he's so good at cornhole, <laughs> you know? And that was fun. We kind of just, like, you know, we, we put on some Dave Matthews, and we just kind of, like, chilled with the dark one and played mm. some cornhole and yeah. had some beers, you know? Uh, and then uh, 7.45, uh, we had snacks from Mrs. Daniels. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, she's uh, so sweet. yeah, I mean, uh, Eric's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, uh, super nice lady. That is not Bert's mom with what he's been eating, dude. Well, Bert's mom's dead, but, and that's but why we. Double glad it's not Bert's mom. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, and then around 7.55, that's when we played uh, Dance Dance Revolution with the Dark One. And mm-hmm. that was really fun up until around 8.03. And that's when the Dark One sprained his ankle. <sighs> Oh man, he I, was so upset, and I he keep was telling just like, him to wear uh, high tops. Oh yeah, I know, I know. It's like, dude, you've got weak ankles. Your yeah. uncles have weak ankles. Your mother had weak ankles. Your your mother had hooves. It's just like, it's just like, come on, you know what you're working with. Yeah, we went over the OSHA stuff, like technically before we summoned you. But yeah, like, but like, come you're on. a part of OSHA. You you've know had, this. You've had seven millennia. Yeah. to figure out your ankle situation. Yeah. Just wear like a fucking like band or something, you know. And that was, but he was he was crying and he was mm. just like, oh, this hurts. And so around eight forty, the paramedics arrived. You remember yeah, that, yeah. you know? And and that that was the whole thing. And then at eight forty two, you know, the dark one just eats the paramedic souls, you know. And then we ha- we have to deal with the van, you know. Well, we have like, to deal with the car after that. I wouldn't be that frustrated with that situation, except that it's like. Like, we're still having to pay for the ambulance having come out. Exactly. So it's like, dude, you're not even going to the hospital, and I got to pay five grand on this shit. And I understand that you have, like, vast hordes of wealth that, like, tend to last longer than, like, multiple human generations. Right. But, like, dude, I don't. Yeah. Give us some of that if you're going to do this, you know? It was just kind of, ugh, God. And then uh, around 8.50, we did scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then around uh, 9 o'clock, we said farewell to the dark one. And then uh, and then we just kind of concluded our meeting because it yeah. was 9 and, you know, we had church the next day. Right. Well, and afterwards, you and I still had to, like, we went for burgers, you know. Yeah, we were just, of course. It was late. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I mean, a lot happened, you yeah. know. Just, 9 p.m. hits and I'm like, yeah. I'm ready to sleep. I'm ready to sleep with my burgers. I'm ready to sleep with my burgers. Yeah. Me and my burgers. Well, folks, that's the <laughs> end of our episode, and that is the uh, the, the burgery kiss on the forehead that puts this episode to bed. Uh, hope you like pickles. <laughs> that kiss 
varies in quality just depending on the condiments a lot. Like, oh, yeah, like for if sure. It's, if it's a mayo burger, you're probably not smelling much. But if it's got, like, mustard on it, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be pungent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a pungent kiss. <laughs> And uh, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you guys could do us a solid favor and uh, follow us on whatever app you're listening to this on. Also, give us a five-star rating. Woo-woo. That would really help us out just because we're a small podcast trying to gain numbers and be a part of people's algorithm. And, you know, it'd just be like, hey, you like listening to your favorite podcasts? Listen to your new favorite podcast and that's us uh we really appreciate it also if you guys could just share this episode if you really find any of our episodes extremely funny and you're just hoping that your friends will also know what kind of weird inside jokes you're making uh just send it along uh and if you're making jokes from ear drunk around your friends that don't listen to ear drunk i just want to say uh you thank thank you you a real one yeah i'll say that one You're way better than the dark one. He doesn't even listen to this show. Uh, Coward. (laughs) Coward. Yeah. uh, But you guys can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram for a bunch of weird shit that we think is funny and also just updates about new episodes and whatnot. Uh, You guys can also contact us, uh, letting us know if we have fucked something up or if you have an idea for a playlist. You can email us, eardrunk at gmail.com. You guys can also check out all of these uh, amazing dope tunes from this episode in our episode description. Uh, Be sure to check them out. All these wonderful artists are super dope and we love listening to their music. You can also find another dope dude in there and that is one J.W. Fred. Francis. Woo! JW, who lets us use this song Lo-Fi off the album We Share a Similar Joy. It's a dope song. He's a dope dude. Be sure to check him out. He's on tour right now on the Dream Tour. So make your dreams come true and see the man himself. Uh, with all that being said, guys, thank you so much. My name has been Zach Webb. And I'm Lee Harvey Oswald. And have a kick-ass day. 